At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Through 25 seasons. 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Before Susan Smith drove her two boys into a South Carolina lake and Andrea Yates drowned her five children in the bathtub, there was Diane Downs. The year was 1983. Parents were horrified. The story seemed too brutal to imagine. Three children shot at point-blank range while they were asleep in the car. It was unthinkable. This case was so disturbing and got so much attention a movie was even made about it. Was the killer a stranger in the dark of night or a deeply disturbed mother? The night of May 19, 1983, Diane Downs was driving with her three young children on this rural road in Oregon when she says a shaggy-haired stranger flagged down her car. Diane claims after a botched carjacking attempt, the man shot her three sleeping children at point-blank range, then shot her in the forearm as she tried to flee. Diane told police she pushed the man away and sped to the nearest hospital. But a witness testified she was driving less than 10 miles an hour. By the time Diane arrived at the hospital, her seven-year-old daughter, Cheryl, was dead. Eight-year-old Christy had lost so much blood, she suffered a stroke. And three-year-old Danny was left paralyzed. Police say Diane's story never added up and charged her with the shootings. At the trial, Diane's surviving daughter, nine-year-old Christy, took the witness stand and testified that her mother was the shooter. Among other charges, Diane was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. So it was that I interviewed Diane Downs from prison 22 years ago, and she still maintained her innocence and still does to this day. Her surviving children were adopted by the prosecutor in this case. 
and his wife. They are now in their 30s and have chosen to live private lives. During the trial, however, it was revealed that Diane was pregnant. She never identified the baby's father. Just 10 days after she was found guilty, she gave birth to a girl that she named Amy Elizabeth, who was adopted days later. Today, that baby is 26 years old, and her name is Rebecca. And after years of hiding from the truth, Becky, as she likes to be called, is now speaking out about what it's like to discover your birth mother is a cold-blooded killer. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. My childhood was definitely ideal. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked quite a bit, but he always made time for us kids. We were a very close family. Becky says she always knew she was adopted, but when she turned eight, she started asking questions about her biological mother. My mom told me that she was in prison, that there was a book about her, and when I was old enough, she would tell me more. But three years later, Becky still didn't have any answers, so she tricked a babysitter into revealing the name of her birth mother, Diane Downs. From there, I went to the bookstore. I flipped through the pictures, and there was a picture of Diane sitting at a table with her hand up, and her fingers were eerily the same as mine, like identically, and it scared me. And I slammed the book shut, and I left. At 16, a boyfriend showed Becky the TV movie based on her mother's life, starring Farrah Fawcett. It was then, she says, the reality of who Diane Downs was truly sunk in. She's not a mother, she's a monster. I kind of went in a downward spiral. I started drinking, doing drugs, sleeping around. I really was just trying to find love from anywhere I could. I ended up getting pregnant when I was 17 years old. Three years later, Becky found herself broke, homeless, and pregnant for a second time. I made the hardest decision I've ever had to make, and I decided to put him up for adoption. Hoping she would understand, Becky turned to the woman who was forced to give her up as a baby. I was in so much pain from losing my son that I wanted to relate to somebody. I wanted to know that the pain I felt was okay. And I reached out to Diane. Becky is here. Welcome. So you wrote to your birth mom, the murderer, Diane Downs, in prison. And what did you say? In my initial letter, I wrote her saying, I was born June 27th, this certain time. Just kind of describing my facial features and telling her who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. 
And what did she then respond? She responded quite normally, actually. She had been excited that I contacted her, and she said that she always knew I would. This is so interesting for me and for our audience hearing your story because you say your adoptive parents were loving, they loved you, you felt loved, you felt cared for by them. Yeah. So why do you think you started to spiral out of control when you had the love there? Somebody was there to love you. Even though I had the most amazing parents, I was searching for something more. Mm -hmm. And what were you searching for? Do you now know what that is? Myself. Did you receive that when you started responding with Diane? No. No? No, not at all. And when I initially wrote her, I asked, I don't want to hear of your guilt or innocence, because I didn't. I wanted to find out about her, her family, her life, her, just her. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hear the conspiracies and the, the details of what she thought happened that night. Because she still maintains that she didn't do it. Correct. Okay. So I understand that her letters started to frighten you, because what was she saying? They did. About the second letter, um, I became curious about my biological father. Mm -hmm. And I had asked her questions, and it angered her. She didn't understand why I wanted to find him. I think it was her way of keeping me in contact with her. She wouldn't tell me who he was. Mm -hmm. And her letters started to be um, conspiracy theories. She believed that she was being kept in prison to be kept safe that her husband, who is some government official, was keeping her locked up because that's where she was safe. And she began signing her letters, love mom and dad, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they made me very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I asked her to stop writing mm -hmm. at one point. And she, this was after she told me people had been watching me my whole life and were trying to kill me. And at that point, she then accused me of being one trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. So then you concluded what? That she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then you just decided to, to leave her alone or what? I regretted writing her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like you said, I have an amazing family. Mm -hmm. And there's no room in my life for someone like Diane Down. Yeah, yeah. And so when you found out that your biological mother was this notorious killer, it made you feel what about yourself? I remember at one point my mom, my adopted mom, she had requested that I see counseling after I put my son up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And I was in with my counselor and I was stressed out, bills were due, um, I had just lost a child, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I felt like I was going crazy, honestly. And I went into my counselor and I said, am I like her? Am I going crazy? Mm -hmm. And she grabbed my hand, she looked me straight in the eye and she said, honey, crazy people don't know they're crazy. Mm -hmm. She says, you're dealing with life. Mm -hmm. Just dealing with life. Yeah. In 1984, Diane Downs was convicted of shooting her three children at point-blank range, killing one and critically wounding the others. Diane blamed the crime on a mysterious carjacker, a story police say she fabricated. Before her trial, Diane became pregnant with her fourth child. The media speculated she did it to gain sympathy from the jury. I asked Diane about that when I interviewed her from prison back in 1988. You were pregnant at trial. Why did you get pregnant again? 
I was extremely lonely. I missed my kids desperately. I had just seen Christy on the 2nd of October, and it, it just, it's like opening a wound and pouring salt in. I was extremely lonely, beyond belief and beyond explanation. And on October 13th, I just went and got pregnant because I was so lonely. I love my children. I miss my children. And, and I know that sounds simplistic. It really does. And I have to admit that. And that's why I say there's so much more feeling inside than I can give in two minutes. Well, Diane had the baby 10 days after she was convicted. The baby girl was taken away and adopted just days after she was born. And Becky is now that 26-year-old baby here, here today. When you see that tape of her, you think or feel what? Disgust. Did you feel ever any kind of relationship or feeling about her as a mother? I've never referred to Diane Jones as my mother. Mm -hmm. She has always had the name biological. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that my adoptive parents did an amazing job in raising me mm -hmm. as, as their own. Mm -hmm. um, at one point after I'd put my son up for adoption, I felt that I wanted to connect to her. And that's when I wrote the letters. I was just heartbroken and sickened by losing my son. So did you want to know, did she feel the same thing when she had to let you go? Is that really what you were looking for? In a sense, um, in a sense, I wanted to relate. I was just so sad mm -hmm. that I reached out to her hoping she was human, hoping that she hurt the way that I hurt mm -hmm. and that... When she let you go. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Have you discussed this with your adoptive parents? A little bit. Um, in the last couple of years, I have. My mom and my dad, they're amazing people, and I love them deeply. And when I reached out to Diane, um, I definitely felt guilty. And mm -hmm. Do you think they did the right thing by not telling you as a young child who your birth mother was? Most definitely. Yeah. That's something that no child can understand. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a desire to um, reach out to your other siblings? I have. Um, I tried a couple of years ago, but they would like to stay private. Um, understandably, you know, it was something that was very difficult for them to get through. Yeah. And I don't know how you get through the fact that your own mother tried to kill no, you. No, yeah. it's just, I yeah. wouldn't either. But mm -hmm. they're doing well. They're very well adjusted and happy. Mm -hmm. And just, we kind of left the boy who was that. paralyzed, is he still, is a man paralyzed yes. still? And so now, when your adoptive parents know that you've done this, yes. how's the relationship? At first, they were upset. They didn't understand why I would reach out to her, um, given her mental state. And they told me I would gain no benefit from it, mm -hmm. and which they were correct. Mm -hmm. But being an independent person, I had to find that out on my own. Mm -hmm. But we're definitely close now, and they support me in telling my story. They say it's my story, and if it's going to help somebody, then tell it. Thank you for being here to share it. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. One time socialite Betty Broderick was married to her prominent lawyer husband, Dan, for 16 years before he asked for a divorce. He had reportedly been having an affair with his younger legal assistant, Linda Kokina. Betty harassed her ex-husband for years before her rage escalated to murder. Just before dawn in 1989, Betty broke into Dan's home and fatally shot him and his new wife, Linda, while they lay sleeping. I mean, it just was an explosion. Just, I moved, they moved, the gun went off, and it was like, ah! And it was that fast. Betty was convicted of second-degree murder and given the maximum sentence, 32 years to life behind bars. In 1992, less than a year into her sentence, I interviewed Betty from jail. Perhaps you take responsibility. I do, total. But you feel no remorse. I never made a choice. I never made a decision to hurt those people, much less kill them. I never made that choice. So how can I feel the remorse for a choice I never made? In January 2010, Betty's request for a parole hearing was denied by the board who said, your heart is still bitter and you are still angry. You show no significant progress in evolving. Remember 21-year-old Pamela Smart? She was the New Hampshire woman who seduced a 15-year-old student and then was convicted of having him kill her husband. That was 20 years ago, and Pamela has been locked up ever since. Lisa Ling recently went to Bedford Correctional Facility in New York for an exclusive one-on-one -on -one with her. Hi. Nice to meet you. So Pam, you've spent the last two decades in prison. In a couple of years, you will have spent more time incarcerated than not. Right. I know. I was thinking about that, actually, on the 20th anniversary. And sometimes when I look back, I can't believe that it's, it's been that long. Pamela Smart is now 43 years old. She grew up in Florida, but moved to the small town of Derry, New Hampshire, when she was a freshman in high school. Pamela was a popular cheerleader, went on to graduate with honors from Florida State University, and shortly after that, married Greg Smart, a 24-year-old insurance salesman. What was your relationship like with Greg? We were both very young, so I, I don't think it was an extremely mature relationship. And were you in love with him at yeah, the time? I wasn't. I was in love with him. A year into their marriage, Pamela met Billy Flynn, a 15-year-old student at the local high school. I worked across the street from his school, and I was a volunteer in a a self-esteem program that he was also volunteering in. And how did the relationship develop? Well, my husband had cheated on me and um, before this whole thing started, and I blamed myself for the whole thing, and I thought it must be my fault. So really, I wasn't feeling too good about myself at the time that I ended up beginning a relationship with Bill. And he made me feel good. Eventually turned into a sexual relationship. Yes, he did. 
A few months after the affair began, Greg Smart was found brutally murdered in their home. Pamela was the first to discover his body. It was really horrible because the door was open. When I pushed it and went in, he was right there. When I looked up, the whole house was ransacked. And the, f the first thing I thought of was to go get him help because it, I didn't know if somebody was still in the house or not. The police arrived and they told his father he, he's dead. At first, police thought Greg was killed during a botched robbery attempt. But within weeks, investigators turned their attention to Pamela's teenage lover, Billy Flynn, after a friend overheard him talking about the murder. Soon, he was named the prime suspect in Greg's murder. Three of Billy's friends were also named as his accomplices. Do you think they thought they could get away with murder? Yeah, that's what I think they thought, definitely. Because they didn't, it, according to their own testimony, they were laughing about it in the car on the way home and talking about the thrill of killing him and the power of it. Billy and two of the boys took a plea bargain and pled guilty to second-degree murder. One pled guilty to conspiracy to commit murder. Then, the bombshell. The boys told police that it was all Pamela's idea. There was a lot of speculation. and People were telling me, listen, you're going to get arrested or whatever. But I, didn't, I wasn't even really worried about it because I knew I hadn't done anything. So I was thinking, you know, what if they do arrest me, then they're going to find out that I didn't do anything, and then I'm just going to go home. The headlines exploded. Days later, Pamela was arrested and charged with conspiracy to murder her husband. The media converged on this tiny town. They couldn't get enough of this scandal. It was a complete circus. Um, the media was everywhere. Nobody was swarming over me because they, they wanted to catch a photo of someone that they adored. They were swarming because they thought I was a cold-blooded killer. I mean, you were painted as this vixen who seduced this teenage boy right. and was complicit in the murder of, of your husband. Once those are in the headlines, how does anyone perceive you as anything but that? They don't. The ABC affiliate actually aired the trial, gavel to gavel, live coverage every day. They preempted the soap operas. So it was a living soap opera for a lot of people. And the jury wasn't even sequestered. The trial location wasn't moved. The jury was free to go home every night and day in the midst of all of this. What was your sentence, Pam? Life, natural life with no chance for parole. I was literally sentenced to spend the remainder of my life in prison. So 20 years later, you still maintain that you had nothing to do with your husband's murder? No, I didn't, absolutely not. I never wanted him dead. I never asked anybody to kill him. I didn't suggest it. I don't, didn't plant the idea in anybody's head. And I've spent 20 years in prison already for something I didn't even do. I think the death penalty is easier than life in prison. When I came to prison, I was only 20 years old. I could live till I'm 100. I fear being old and dying and getting sick in here. And so to me, death would be an easy way out. You've spent the last two decades in prison. What do you think this has done to your family, to your mom? I think it's killing her. It's changed her whole life. It's, it has changed 
the years of her life that are supposed to be in retirement, relaxing and enjoying herself or whatever. She's constantly worrying every day um, about me. Do you even remember what it's like out there? Well, there weren't cell phones or barely computers. No, like when I watch TV, it's weird because I've never seen the internet. You know, I've never been on the internet. I've never used a cell phone. So all this, these gadgets that they have out there, Blackberries and everything else, I, I only see on TV. What should people take away from your story? I think that it's very dangerous to make choices in your life that you know are wrong and to go with those choices anyways. So even though you didn't pull the trigger, you do believe that you had some responsibility in him eventually being murdered? Absolutely. At the beginning of my whole experience, it was easy for me to blame everybody else for what happened to me, to say, you know, it's Bill, everybody, his friends, you know, it was everybody's fault but mine. And it took me years to realize and accept my own responsibility in the whole situation. There's a good chance Billy Flynn is going to be a free man. He is going to be. In Very a few shortly. years. Yeah. And how does that make you feel, Pam? Disgusted. It makes me feel angry and disgusted. If you could say anything to Billy Flynn, what would you say to him? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. But I know he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's going home. You know, it's like he killed somebody and it got away with it in one way or another. He's still going to have a life. What about Greg? Is there something that you would want to say to him if if you could? I'm sorry. You know, that I really am sorry for having made the choice to get involved with with Bill in the first place. Because like I said, I don't don't think any of this would have ever happened. You miss him? Yeah, I, I miss him. I miss, like, I think a lot about what my life would be like if, if, if this had never happened. Like, would I have children right now? Would I be married still? Would, what would our life be like? You've been in here 20 years. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see you here in 20 years? I hope not. <laughs> but I know that if, if I am in here 20 years from now, that I'm going to still be the, the person that I've always been my whole life as far as a good person, a kind person, a person who made mistakes and has flaws, but not someone who is generally evil. And you'll still be maintaining your innocence of this of this crime, of the murder? Yes. Pamela Smart's mother, Linda, is here. She rarely does interviews and wanted to have her daughter's mentor here with her for support. This is Dr. Eleanor Pam. Hello. Uh, what would uh, what have the last 20 years been like for you and your family? Because this is true. We often don't think about um, the victims' families or we don't think about the person who's accused. We don't think about their families either. It's been terrible, of course. You can't think of anyone you dislike who you would say this, they should have this. We've all made mistakes, but she shouldn't be defined by that mistake the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And the people that murdered Greg, my son-in-law, will be leaving prison, all of them. And they know it. So they will never man up and say what really happened. I don't believe. Do you think your daughter should have a new trial? I do. Um, I really don't think there'll ever be another one either. 
I don't know that, but after the disastrous results that followed hers, but um, when... I mean, even our audience, myself, and I'm sure those of you at home were shocked to hear that that jury wasn't sequestered. It's on the news, it's in the newspapers, it's everywhere you... When you sit in the... When the people sat in that jury pool, Judge Gray said, "Um, I know that you've all read about this, heard about it. There were 1,200 newspaper articles screaming her guilt, calling her the black widow and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And Judge Gray when he decided to allow the filming of the trial from start to finish every single day, it was at his discretion. What would have protected her, do you think? When you have so it's such publicity that she that accompanied this trial, you move the trial, mm-hmm. you um, continue the trial until the publicity abates, and then you absolutely sequester the jury. He did none of those. And I believe he violated her constitutional right to a fair trial. And she's been in prison for 20 years. I heard that you had said to my producers that in these 20 years, you've celebrated nothing. Well, I don't know about nothing. It's difficult to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have 20-year-old Christmas gifts for her. Wow. It's been terrible, but she does very incredible things in the prison where she is. She works very, very hard. She helps all the other women, and for that, I'm very proud. She, mm-hmm. she uh, has gained two master's degrees, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. How often she do often, you get to see her? Not as often as we'd like, because it's very far away. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she should have served time at all? No. No innocent person should be imprisoned. And isn't it something that the state would take, if we're to believe the boys... The state would take a first-degree murder... The boys who are now convicted men, yes. Right. Take a first-degree murder, Greg's tragic, terrible first-degree murder, bump it down to second-degree to give them their plea bargains, and you'll never hear from them because that's part of their plea bargains. Shut up, say nothing, and you get out, and they, they will. And then try Pam on first-degree. Even though she didn't pull the trigger. And they never blamed her until they were certified to stand trial as adults. That's interesting, too, don't you think? Yes, I do. I think it's all very interesting. So were you aware that there were problems in her marriage? Were you aware that she was having an affair with the 15-year-old Billy? No, and I was never even aware that Greg had had an affair Mm -hmm. while they were married in their first year. He was a wonderful young man, smiley and happy and Mm -hmm. a very good boy. um, Have you spoken to his parents? We've tried over the years. We've tried through the media having people, you know, and they didn't choose to want to do that. Mm -hmm. And Greg's dad died just recently, a few weeks ago, and we feel very sad about that. But I always wanted him to be alive to see Pam vindicated. Mm -hmm. As we said, Dr. Eleanor Pam has become Pamela Smart's mentor and helped Pam earn two master's degrees. Pamela now spends her time teaching other inmates. So do you think that's what keeps her going every day is being able to teach and give back? Yes, because that's Pam's coping mechanism, which is to help other people. That, that is exactly right. When she invited me to be her academic mentor, I was kind of uh, surprised by that because I thought, here's a woman who's got no future. She's going to spend the rest of her days in prison. And... Yet she wants to study, learn, and improve herself. And her whole mentality is 
She wanted that knowledge and information so that she could share that information to other with other inmates. people mm -hmm. and help them. So I thought, why not? Whether yeah. she's innocent or guilty, I didn't know. I really didn't know her. Now what do you believe? I believe absolutely that she's innocent. I think she should not spend one day in prison, much less her entire life. You know, Oprah, 20 years ago, I had a very, very difficult time thinking that four teenagers could break into someone's house or even enter anyone's mm -hmm. house and, and do, do this, okay? I really did. These people that murdered Greg sang on the way home. They thought it was funny. I have letters from Flynn that he wrote to other people in prison mocking the jurors, saying, did I do a good job crying? I think Pam's big problem was that the public was so morally outraged by the relationship she mm -hmm. had that they focused on the sin and not the crime. And I think she was punished for the sin and not the crime. I think so, too. Thank you both for being with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. So 20 years after the murder of her husband, Greg, Pam Smart still maintains that her only crime was becoming sexually involved with the teenager who ended up killing her husband. Smart is now behind bars for life with no possibility of parole. Alec Beckett was a juror in that trial. And at the time, he had just graduated from college. Alec joins us via WebEx from Providence, Rhode Island. So Alec, do you think Pam got a fair trial? I think she did. I mean, I can, I can only speak to the part I participated in, which was being a juror. Um, and I, I felt we were, we were diligent and, and acted with integrity. I, yes, I feel it was fair. Considering where we've come in this country with jurors being sequestered, do you think it odd now that you all were allowed to go home every day and had access, if you wanted to, to newspapers and television and all of that. It's interesting. And only in hindsight has it occurred to me that that, that might have been odd. At, at the time, the judge made it very clear what was expected of us and to sort of um, essentially sequester ourselves. Um, and I, for one, took it very seriously and never talked to anybody at home or never watched any news. Um, so I, I felt sequestered. Now, Pam's mother says that jurors were swayed by the media, and you can imagine that if you were the mother who has lived with your daughter being in prison all of this time, and the jurors weren't sequestered, you might have reason to think that, because who thinks the 12 jurors are gonna go home, nobody's gonna discuss it with their husband, their wife, their children, their neighbor, or anybody. So do you think she has reason to think that? You know, I don't know, that, that broke my heart uh, watching her, that I really, I really felt for her. Um, and again, I can only speak for myself in that before the trial, I was, I was out of the country. I, so I, I literally knew nothing about the case. And, and during the trial, I never talked to anybody and I, I, I felt the weight of the responsibility of what we were doing. And I, I, had, I had given my word and I, and I kept it. So I, I don't know if it makes her feel any better um, that I don't know any examples of a juror being tainted or talking out of school or even in the jury room, we didn't talk between breaks. We never said anything about what had just transpired in the courtroom. What was the main piece of evidence that you can recall that caused you to say, yes, Pamela Smart was a part of the conspiracy to kill her husband? I think it was the, the tapes. Um, 
the, that were made um, by her friend, they were very damning. There was a, the testimony of the boys, but I think a lot of a lot of us found them. Um, we just found so distasteful what they had done. It was hard for us to to take their testimony seriously. But the, the tapes themselves, um, I think, uh, we found very damning. So when you and the jury convicted her, you had no idea what the sentencing would be. That it would be life without parole. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. And we rendered our verdict. The judge came in and told us that, and it was it was actually chilling um, to hear that news because that information had been kept from us. Our job was to render the verdict on the evidence, and the sentence was not our concern. So it was definitely chilling to learn sort of the life without parole option, and especially considering that the boys would be getting out of jail at some point. Is it fair that the guys who pulled the trigger get out of jail, and she is, you know, in jail without a possibility of parole? No, no, to me personally, it doesn't, it doesn't feel fair, but I guess, it's the, I guess it's just the system we have. They're the ones who cut the deal. I, if she had cut the deal, I suspect they would still be in jail right now, and she would be getting out. Do you feel that had the jurors known that it was going to be life without parole, they would have rendered the same verdict? I think probably. I think... Um, you could really feel the weight in the jury room, the responsibility we had. And I, we didn't know what the punishment would be, but we knew it was going to be something severe. It was hard to sleep during deliberations. And I think it might have made it a little bit harder to sleep, but I, I don't think it would have changed the verdict. We contacted Greg Smart's family for a statement. This is what his younger brother, Dean, has to say about Pamela and that trial. As far as Pam maintaining her innocence, the state of New Hampshire believes she's guilty, as well as my family and most of the public. There was overwhelming evidence proving her guilt. There was the testimony of the three boys, as well as the wiretap recordings. As far as her sentencing, the boys got a lighter sentence because they made a deal. They pled guilty. She could have done the same thing if she had admitted her guilt. She may have received a lighter sentence also. So thank you, Dean, for that statement. Being a juror in a trial such as this one, uh, where a person is now sentenced to, to life without parole, do you carry that? After you leave that courtroom, does your life go on and you don't think about it anymore? I think it's something that's sort of very common to sort of you try to get out of jury duty. And it was a really meaningful and difficult experience. Um, to have someone's fate in your hands is a lot to ask. And they divide that burden by 12 but it's still a very heavy burden. Well, thank you, Alec. Thanks for your candor. Bye, everybody. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.